Welcome to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, where each week we would deepen our walk with Christ, strengthen our relationships with family and friends, learn simple vegan recipes that are both healthy and delicious, and learn how to increase those credit scores and bank accounts. And last, but most certainly not least, learn how to live, how to laugh, and how to love again, all in a community that celebrates the fun-loving, salt-of-the-earth, melanated queen that you are... Hey, hello, and what's up, y'all? And welcome to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, episode one. I'm so excited and so ecstatic and so overwhelmed and overjoyed <laughs> that I'm actually published this podcast, guys. I'm guys will, you know, pretty much figure out as we take this journey, as you take this journey, hopefully along with me, you'll look back and maybe again listen to episode number one, and you'll be just as giddy and as happy and smiling from ear to ear as I am right now. I struggled with episode number one, like what should I talk about? You know, should I start with the history of myself? Should I start with what to expect from the podcast? Should I talk about veganism? You know, I just didn't know. I I have changed the launch date so many times, guys, just because I didn't know where to start. And so I decided to, to launch January 1st, 2020. And then of course that date came and went my church did a 21 day fast. And I said, you know what, at the end of that fast, perhaps the Lord would have shown me at that time, like what I should, you know, do for episode number one and true to form. He did. After the fast, I clearly heard him say not a, not an audible voice, but, uh, just deep down in my shanana that God was saying, press publish already. <laughs> and, but I was still arguing like, well, God, I mean, you're telling me to press publish. I could have pu- pressed publish months ago. I don't know which episode to press publish on as I decided, you know, and I'm sitting here. That's what I need to just talk about. Just do it. Just press publish. You guys don't know, but I've had this idea for the podcast for about three years now. And I have had recorded episodes for about two years. And I actually have interviewed people and I've had those episodes recorded and edited. And, I've, and it's coming upon like a my first year anniversary, anniversary, anniversary where I interviewed Miss Nalita Beeson. And um, she has been so patient with me about this podcast. And I've just been sitting kind of like in a paralysis mode for a long time. And after the fast, God was just like, press pray already, you know, just press publish already thought about it. And I thought about it. And I said, you know what, there are other people like me who just have everything set up and just for whatever reason, they're just afraid to press publish. Amen. And so that's what today's episode is. This is not necessarily so much for the individuals who are still seeking, you know, trying to figure out their purpose, trying to figure out why they're here on, on the earth and what it is that the Lord would have of them. This is not necessarily an episode for that individual. We'll do one on that later, how to find your purpose. But this is for the people who knows, you know, this episode is for those who pretty much, you know, 
pretty much think you got it down. Like I, I have heard from the Lord and I know what my calling is. I know what my gifting is. I know what I have been placed on this earth to do at least one of my purposes. And for whatever reason, you just won't walk forward. Like, not that I'm saying God placed me on this earth to have a podcast, but I do know for without a doubt that I have been placed on this earth to edify, uplift, uh, motivate, encourage women and on their journey, on this journey called life. And I have been doing that ever since I can remember, you know, women just gravitate toward me with issues and problems and advice. Not that I have all the answers, but they know that I'm going to come from a good place. A good place that I'm going to be in, you know, their cheerleader, that I'm going to tell them they can do it, that I'm going to encourage and motivate. I've never, it's never my intentions to tear you down. It's never my intentions to make you feel bad about yourself. I'm going to try to be your biggest fan. I'm going to try to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm always someone you can trust and not put your business out there in the street. And if people know that about me, that's my gift and that's my talent to be your encourager, to be your, um, that shoulder you can cry on, to be that person that's going to whisper those words of advice, encouragement, and wisdom that other people may not be able to to may not be enough space to provide for you, may not know how to provide for you, or maybe they know both, they can, and they just refuse to. So I know that's my gift and I know that's my calling. I just didn't know the platform. I was confused about that for many, many years. And um, once I figured out, okay, well, this podcast is my platform and this is my vehicle that I'm supposed to do this, then I had other issues that came into place, you know, but the most important thing that set me back was fear. And, um, and you're like, okay, well, you're supposed to have this website and you're supposed to have this podcast and you're supposed to be so encouraging. Now you're going to sit here and tell us that you have fear. Yeah, I did. I have fear. And that's what this podcast is about. You can have your vision. You can have written it and made it plain. You can have all the faith and encourage, you know, in the world, but you can still have a spirit of fear. And God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. So I know that it did not come from from him. This gift came from him. The knowledge, the wisdom, the divine downloads, the words of edifying and the words of motivation, those are the ones that come from him, right? So I know this fear isn't of him. I have to take, I have to step out and take that leap of faith. And, but I had to identify it. Like I said, this episode is not so much for those of us who are trying to still find our purpose is for the ones of us who already know their purpose It's for the restaurateur who already has the menu, who already has the recipes. You're just afraid to let people taste your cooking. You have your business license, you have your food permits, you have your dishes, you have your menus, you have everything, but you just won't sell a dish. Like you won't let anybody taste your food. It's for the boutique owner who has already decided on a name. You have a website, you have vendors, you have physical merchandise, bags, mailers, your subscription to stamps.com. Like you're good to go, but you won't press publish on your website and you won't even let anyone know when they're complimenting your jewelry or your shirts or your outfit that this is You can find this in my boutique. You just say, oh, thank you that you like this outfit and you won't promote yourself. This episode is for the novelist who has already written your book and you won't even send it to the editor because you're afraid that they may not like it. Or maybe you don't even need an editor. Maybe you use Grammarly or maybe you edited your own novel and you know it's fine. You just 
refuse to send it to a publisher because you that fear, the painter who won't let anyone see your artwork. What, what is stopping you? What is holding you back? You know your dream. You, you have your vision. You know your calling, but you just won't press play. You won't press publish. You won't press send on the email. That is for us. I, and I'm just going to be transparent and share my story of how this first episode came into place and how it was a struggle for me. And maybe it will encourage and motivate you. I've had an idea for a podcast for over three years. I had no idea it had been that long until I got ready to record an episode and my microphone was messed up. So I had to go back to Amazon and repurchase it. And I had purchased the mic three years ago. That led me to go to my GoDaddy domain. My business is Newberry Health and Wellness, and that was going to be the original name of the podcast, but I eventually changed it to The Cultivated Vegan. But when I go back and I look at when I originally purchased the domain, the Newberry Health Well, Newberry Health and Wellness, it, it was almost depressing how long I've been sitting on this, guys. And it made me think about how many other dreams I've had that I've just sat on. For instance, I have written children's books, right? This is the first time my family or, you know, or friends that are listening to this will probably even have ever heard this. I know five people who know that I write books. Well, I think six people know, but only five have ever at least listened to them. One of the the oldest children's book that I've written is about five or six years old. And I let two of my coworkers at the hospital, I, I was previously a pediatric nurse. And I wrote the book and I let two of my coworkers read it. I read it to them, Kim and Mahami. So they can attest to that. That was about five or six years ago. And I just would not move forward with it. Just fear that it wasn't good enough. So when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to get this book illustrated. Then I had some health issues and I had to pull away. And then years later I came back. I said, okay, well now I'm going to publish this book. Well, another family member published a book that I didn't even know they were doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't publish my book now because it's going to seem like I'm copying their idea. And my son was like, but mom, your book and their book are two different books. Like it's not, they didn't even publish a children's book. They, their book is totally different from yours. And even if it's the same thing, God gave you this vision, just like God gave them their vision and you just got to be faithful. Well, I didn't listen to him and I didn't publish the book and it sat and sat and sat. Then when I got ready, I contacted an illustrator and we were getting ready to illustrate the book. When in the meantime, the main character was illustrated by my son's classmate, Jerrica, and she did a great job on the character. But then that's when I got sick. And so I had to pull away. Um, I had a lot of health issues, which led me into veganism, trying to cure myself naturally, and hence the cultivated vegan instead of the Newberry Health and Wellness podcast, because I've always known that the podcast would be about health and wellness, but some things about myself had changed. So the name of the podcast ended up changing. Um, When I just contacted an illustrator for the book, boom, another family member came out with a book, and this time it was a children's book. And I'm like, oh, my word. Now I can't do the book. But since that first book, I've written like four more. So I have now I'm sitting on five already written children's book and fear, um, fearful to publish or go forward with it 
for the sake of what other people are going to think like, oh, well, I can't publish my books now because someone in the family published one before me and they will think that I'm copying them. And that's probably not even the issue. But even if they feel that I have been feel called of God to write this book. So why would I shrink back in fear of someone else's opinion of what I know I've been called to do? Amen. So I don't know if that's your reasoning. I don't know if somebody else has an idea that's similar to yours and you're just holding back out of fear that they may think you're doing what they're doing or you fear your idea is too similar to someone else's. Now, if that is the case, if you're just out there trying to see somebody else is successful at something, well, let me try to imitate what they're doing. Well, I don't, I don't condone that. I'm not going to co-sign that for you. But if your idea, you know, has was given to you as an original idea to you and it was not influenced by you, something you saw from someone else, but you really believe that this is your gifting and this is your calling and this is your talent. Just because someone else went first doesn't mean you can't do the same thing. Care how similar it is. You're writing a book. They wrote a book. You want to be a personal trainer, they're already a personal trainer. You wanted to be a chef, but your neighbor opened up one first. You know, now you act, you feel as if you can't do yours. No, you can do it. Just, you know, step back, pray about it and ask God, what's the direction for you? Because your mem- your neighbor may be selling chicken and you may be selling hamburgers and it really doesn't matter because you're not even going to compete with one another. You may have be selling vegan food and they may be selling cupcakes and you still can can both have, you know, successful businesses. But even if you're both selling fried chicken, amen, we have Popeye's and we have KFC and they are both successful. So you just have to know without a shadow of a doubt that it is what God has called you to do. And don't worry about what others are going to say about you. So the second thing is, okay, so I was kind of fearful about the the children's book, but I, I, I will say that my book is in the process of being illustrated now. So that's, that's good. But when it came to the podcast was a whole different animal because first of all, I was, I, I was paralyzed by this fear of failure. What if the numbers don't look good? What if I post publish three or four episodes and I don't have a subscriber? What if I'm doing, you know, three, four months into this and I don't have any downloads? What if I'm six months into this and I have no subscribers, no followers, no, you know, body on social media, you know, you know, and then to me in my eyesight, the podcast is a failure. Nobody signed up for the email list because nobody thinks the information that I'm giving out is valuable enough that they want additional information. It was tragic, guys. And so I found myself trying to make every episode so perfect. I would record it, edit it, delete it, record it, edit it, delete it, record it, edit it, delete it, because I wanted to make sure I was given valuable information. I wanted all of the content to be just spot on perfection. And I was losing my personality in it because I wanted it to succeed so much. I didn't want it to fail. The second reason I hesitated or procrastinated so long was my fear of rejection. You know, I, what if I put myself out there and nobody likes it when they, they reject me rather, you know, they don't like the sound of my voice. They look at my website, thecultivatedvegan.com and they don't like my skin tone. What if they think my hair is too kinky? 
<laughs> you know, just all kinds of things. Like, what if they reject me as an individual? That kept me from pressing publish on this podcast. I remember uh, it's been several years ago that I had, I was, you know, my family had gathered together. For those of you who don't know, none of you know, I'm from Mississippi. I am from the South, guys. And so and you can hear it in my, in my voice. But for some reason, everywhere, 100% of my jobs, 100, not, not one out of 10, not two out of 10, not three out of 10, 100% of my jobs, especially since I've become a nurse, people always ask me, where am I from? They're like, where are you from? Are you from Africa? Are you from Jamaica? Are you from, they do not think I'm from here, like in Mississippi. And my patients always ask me if I'm from Jamaica, if I'm from Africa. I have no Jamaican accent. One of my favorite podcasts is Stephen A. Hart. He is from Jamaica and you can hear that beautiful accent, right? I don't have that. (laughs) Just like, and so people go by my appearance here and they say, I look like I am African. I look like I am Jamaican and I do not look like I, you know, am from Mississippi that I I do not sound like I'm from Mississippi. And I'm always self-conscious about that because this is the only place I've ever lived. This is the only place I've ever known. And if I am not accepted, you know, that's how I was feeling. If I'm not accepted by the people around me, if there's basically telling me I don't fit in, right? Well, my family had come down for this gathering and I had a relative look at me and my son, we're just, you know, just conversating, just having a regular, normal conversation, laughing and joking and they look at me and they say oh you and Jay you guys are so country it's cute it's cute how country you are and it (laughs) when they said it it really it kind of took me you know it, it took me back like I was shocked by them saying that and it really hurt my feelings and I didn't realize it until later But it even made me more self-conscious about myself because now I'm like, I understand you're from here. You were born and raised in Mississippi. You've left and gone to the city and acquired some type of accent. You know, you've adapted to the culture that you're surrounded. And now you've come home and you're like, oh, he's so country is cute. So obviously they're telling me I don't sound like I'm from, you know, wherever they reside, where they stay, whatever they see in me, something that's. You sound like you're from down here, but the people that I'm surrounded and I'm living among them every day, they're telling me I sound like I'm from somewhere else. So it doesn't make me feel any type of way now, but well, I guess it does because it took me a long time to press the, to press the publish button, but it, it, uh, it had an effect. I didn't realize that it did when I was publishing, editing the podcast, because I'd listen to my voice and I'm like, ah, do I sound African in that? Do I sound Jamaican in that? I don't want to offend the people from Africa. I don't want them to think I'm pretending to be them. I don't want people from Jamaica to think I'm trying to have a fake accent. I don't want the people, you know, that I'm around to be, um, think, why isn't she being herself? And I, I was just very paranoid about the way my voice sounded like, but I don't hear it, but maybe I sound too Southern. Maybe I sound too country. <laughs> you know, they may be my audience that think I'm country and cute and I'm not intelligent or articulate enough to pass on any 
information to them. So I was in this battle of constantly recording, editing, deleting, recording, editing, deleting. Because when I thought I had the information or the content part of it right, like, okay, this is some bomb information right here that I think is going to help somebody with their finances. When I finally got to the point where I had edited the podcast and it's great content, now I'm listening to it and I sound too country or I sound too ethnic or I sound too, you know, I I just, I I was questioning myself. I'm like, I'm going to be so rejected by the people who don't live in the South because they're going to think that I'm so country and cute (laughs) and I'm going to be rejected by my people in the South because they're going to like, she doesn't even sound like she's from here. Who is she trying to be? You know, but I have heard this since elementary school, middle school, high school, everything that you don't sound like you're from here. Where are you from? You don't sound like you. And then when I got became an adult, they started telling me, I don't look like I'm from here. Where are you from? I've always felt like an outsider. I've always felt like an outsider in my family. I've always felt like the black sheep of my family. Like I'm the one who's done the least, the one with the least amount of success. And now I have my community saying, you don't look like you're one of us. You don't even look like you belong here. But then someone who's not from here is looking at me saying, "Mm, I can tell you're not from up there, you know. (laughs) And that like... I don't know. It came out of nowhere because my father is well into his 80s now. And this took place probably about 10 years ago. I didn't even know it existed, but it definitely resurfaced when I was editing my podcast. So I had one, that fear, fear of failing. And then two, that fear of rejection. Right. And then on the um, on the end of that, I had a fear of success. Does that even make sense, right? How does that work? I had a fear that, okay, so what if I publish an episode and I get people who resonate with it? They say they're in their cars or they're in their houses or they're on their treadmills. They're saying, girl, you write about that. Subscribe. You know, I go to the cultivatedvegan.com and now I'm getting all these emails. People are like, yeah, I want to hear, I want, you know, I want to hear more about you. I want to hear your story. I got to, I want to hear what, you know, what you're saying or they resonate with me and they enjoy it. And now I'm forced to show up, right? (laughs) What if I can't deliver? What if I can't continually give the information that I'm so glad, you know, so that I want to do? What if I can't motivate them like I want? What if I can't encourage them as I, you know, I feel like I need to if I can't continue uh, improve their life, not improve their life, but um, help them to improve themselves? You know what I'm saying? What if I can't impart any kind of value to them? What if the success, the popularity, what if my, I guess what I was trying to say is what if the podcast becomes popular and I'm not able to keep it up or perform, right? That was another thing that kept me paralyzed. It kept me paralyzed, guys, and I could not press publish. So is that your story? Are you afraid that somebody thinks that the food that you want to serve at your restaurant is not what you should be. Like you don't look like the food on your plate, you know, like, okay, I'm looking at her and she looks like she needs to be serving fried chicken and cornbread, but she's selling veggie quinoa bowls with avocado cream sauce. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, you want to 
you feel like you are called to lead a women's ministry, but your hairstyle is just a little more wilder or untamed than, you know, the, the ladies on the mother's board will like for it to be. Right. So you fear that maybe your age or your height or your size or your weight or like me, your skin tone or the tone of your voice or your body makeup or just whatever will be rejected by the people. So you can't go forward. You you kind of paralyzed in that aspect. Or maybe you're afraid that you're going to be successful. That is a such thing, people like what what if what if I get out there and I can't keep it up? What if all eyes are on me and then I fall flat on my face? It's better at one point I was thinking, you know what, it's better just to sit back and have this dream and dream it because if I never pursue it, I won't know that it failed or I won't know that I was successful at it, but I couldn't keep it up. Or I won't know that that many people found me unattractive or that many people hated the sound of my voice. So I didn't know. You understand? I was like, well, maybe it's better if I just stay as a dream in the back of my mind. Is that what is that what you're feeling right now? Well, I implore you. I encourage you to just press publish. For the singer who has already have the song and you have a laptop of royalty free music, you have a, an, an EP or a whole album on your desktop or on your laptop in your phone and you don't want anyone other. No one else has heard it but you. Right. I don't know what this next step is, but send it to the appropriate person. Okay, for the person who has the manuscript already written, but you're scared that somebody is not going to like it, you know, just go ahead and put it in the mail or email that manuscript, right? For the person who wants to go to college, but you're looking around you and you're like, yeah, nobody else in my family has gone. And what am I thinking? What if I don't make it? What if I can't pass the entrance exam? What if I, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if you won't know until you try. Right. And there's a and I'm going to just throw this out there. There's a big possibility that you may fail. I used to teach my son in our household. Failure is not an option. It is something we don't say in this house. We don't say I can't and we don't fail. And one of those were the biggest crock of bull crap ever. And the one is failure is not an option. Failure is always an option. What failure is not is final. What failure does not deserve is your time, your energy, or your focus. You don't sit here and plan to fail. You don't sit here and say, well, you know, this is my plan in case this right here doesn't work out. Let me come over here and spend all because all of the energy and effort that you're putting into these plan B's, plan C's, and plan D's are taken away from your plan A. Right. Don't spend so much time focusing on the failure. It doesn't deserve attention. But you need to know that it's an option. And so that if it does occur, you won't be just taken out of the game. You can sit back, regroup, say, oh, well, that didn't work. Oh, well, I didn't pass the ACT that time. Oh, well, I didn't pass the SAT that time. Oh, I didn't make the score I needed to make on that one. Oh, I didn't pass that English test this time. Oh, well, that brand launch failed. That podcast launch failed. That shirt didn't sell in the boutique you know 
Go to SurveyMonkey, get a questionnaire, put it out there. What didn't you like about this? What didn't you like about that website? Get a few people together. Okay, you gave somebody your cupcake and they were like, "Mm -mm, honey, child, try this again. (laughs) Well, that's okay. That's okay. Ask them what they didn't like about it. Try four or five more people. Say, what didn't you like about it? Right? And you retweak and you regroup. It's not a time to, to get ready to slit your throat and your wrist all at the same time because they didn't, you know, what you put out there wasn't received well. You just refocus and you go at it again. It doesn't even mean that that dream isn't for you. That goal isn't for you. Or it's not accomplishable or attainable. That's not what that means either. It just means you have to step back and refocus. Reassess the situation, learn from it, and go again. And that's what I did. I said, you know what? I'm going to share this with my peeps. And I'm going to tell them, just press publish. Just press send. Just do it. You know, like I said, it's not for the people who don't know. This is for my, my women who already know what you're called to do, what your vision is, what your goal is. Not only do you know, you have steps. Guys, I have had a fully functioning website, a URL, pre-recorded podcast episodes, everything. I have physical merchandise. I have t-shirts, coffee mugs, tote bags. (laughs) People, I have everything. I just could not press publish. For more than 365 days, I could not press publish for fear, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of success. Maybe none of that is your deal. Maybe yours is that you're looking around and you're saying, oh man, nobody supports me. Nobody believes in me. I just wish I had someone to say you could do this. You know, you just need that backup. Some of us just need some support, right? Well, yeah. (laughs) maybe it'll come later. Maybe you need to find yourself a um, virtual support system because I'm here to tell you, not everybody is going to support your vision, sweetie. You know why? Because it's not theirs, it's yours. Not even everybody is going to believe in your vision, even well-meaning people. I'm not talking about the people, your neighbors, your your coworkers, your classmates, all of those people who are just hating and don't want to see, well, there's family members out there too, that just hating and don't want to see you do well. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about family members who want the best for you, not going to support you sometimes. My biggest support system is my father, my stepmom, my son, and I have a really good friend. Four of my biggest supporters. Three of them do not support what I do. <laughs> Two of them don't even know what I my father my parents, my father is 86. My mom is 80 plus. So I'm not gonna give her age, but neither one of them even know what podcasting is, have no interest in podcasting, and don't even want to hear me talking about it. I tried to tell my parents about veganism and explain to them why I ate what I ate and how I did. They didn't want to hear about it. Right. One of my good friends, they know what podcasting is. They do not support veganism. Every time I try to talk to them about what I ate for breakfast, what I ate for lunch, what I ate for dinner, they're like, oh, that's BS. Right. Do that mean they don't love me? No, my parents love me. My friends love me. They support me when I went back to school. They support everything I do. They want me to have stable income, but they don't understand this thing here, this calling. And even my friend, when I told them and say, hey, one day I'm going to step away from this nursing thing and I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. And it's my goal to podcast and write children's book and do public speaking. And, you know, I'm going to do these things for my living. And they told me I was foolish. 
Do you know how many people would love to be in the situation that you are in? Why on earth would you leave your stable job as a registered nurse to go out there and tell people about quinoa and lentils? Like, what is wrong with you? They don't have, they're not hating. They don't, they're not trying to see me fail. They want me to have a stable life. And that's what some of us don't understand. Some of you guys don't understand. Your family is not trying to hold you down. Your friends are not trying to hold you down. They do not understand your vision. They do not because it wasn't given to them. So they don't have to understand it. And then those who do understand it won't support it because they have no interest in it. But that doesn't mean that your goals should lie dormant because someone else doesn't have interest in it. You're... I'm not married and I don't plan to give out any marital advice on this podcast, but I'm here to tell you, even if you are and your spouse have no interest in your vision, that's still cool too. That does not mean your vision has to die. Your dream has to lie dormant because the people around you don't understand it, don't support it, or don't have any interest in it. Find yourself a community that does. Find yourself a community of like-minded individuals who, right, they can share recipes with you. Like my coworkers used to laugh at my food. They would take pictures of my green muffins and laugh at my press juices I'd bring. And they still laugh at my carrot dog that I showed them a picture of in my telephone. But should I not pursue veganism because my coworkers did not understand my diet and they thought my food was funny? No, I just got online and joined some communities on IG that, you know, and swap recipes with people. And my parents, my parents are, they're both in their 80s, born and raised in the South. They've been eating meat their whole life. They think it's asinine to eat. They can't imagine eating greens without putting some type of salt, meat, pork, jowl, (laughs) neck bone or something in it. That is just unheard of to them. So why would I spend my effort and energy trying to convince them that greens taste good without meat and I'm not crazy, right? Should my eating habits change because they don't understand it? I tried to explain to my mom about the dangers of dairy and she literally told me I was crazy. My friend to us tried to tell them about the cholesterol and and the plants and cholesterol in meats and animal products and, you know, because they concern for my health like and they kept telling me I needed to stop eating fruits and vegetables like that's just the craziest how our mindsets go but at any rate and I'm trying to explain to them how it's not fruits and vegetables who are making me sick it's something else they're not it's not the fruit and it's not the vegetables that's making me sick and they really called me crazy right they're like something's wrong with you you're really crazy and they, it's a really good friend of mine. They don't mean me any harm. Like they have my best interest at heart. They've been there for me through thick and thin, but they just don't understand this part of my life and this lifestyle. They don't, you know, they're not educated in it. And I know that. So I don't take their criticisms personally. It's just a lack of um, information in that area. And I just move on. So if the lack of family support or support from your immediate friends or your neighbors and all of that good stuff or whatever, whomever you wanting to be behind you and they are not, if that's what's stopping you, I encourage you to go ahead and pursue because they may never support you. 
But then again, once you get out there and they see that you, you know, you got something going, then a lot of times they will jump on board later. So that's it for today, guys. I just want to reiterate, um, fear is a real thing. Don't let it paralyze you. And if you have a goal, a dream, a vision that you know that you're supposed to pursue, amen, um, whatever it is, I covered a couple things on today. And if you fall in any of those categories that I implore you, take the advice of someone who, if I hadn't pressed publish, if I hadn't been willing to face that fear that I had, you wouldn't be listening to me on today. Thanks for listening on today. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, you can visit us at thecultivatedvegan.com or you can drop by Facebook or Instagram to just say hello. (laughs) Then last, anyone who comments, rates, or subscribes to the podcast during this launch period will be given a chance to win free podcast merch. That's right, free podcast merch. So from my heart to your home, here's wishing love, peace, and wellness to all of the fun-loving salts of the earth, melanated queens that you are...